We rolling. These braids are so long. You're looking a little thotty, but I, I think it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> you welcome. You welcome. I could be an episode of Real Housewives. You could. I'm a grown woman. Welcome to the first episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Hi, guys. That's Kia. That's I'm me. Jade. Yeah. I think so. Do you? <laughs> See, you remember you. the roll call in the morning? Oh my God, with Elise and Dre. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> did like, you have a rap surrounding your name? Oh my God, you know I did. Oh, okay. I need it, please. Like, I'm really we about to do this right now. Yeah, like right now. I have one too, so don't worry. You're not out here by yourself. Okay. Oh, so it's the roll call, baby. It's, it's the, the roll, roll call, call, baby. It's, it's the roll, roll call, call, baby. It's, it's the roll, roll call. call. Hey, what's up, y'all? What, what you got to say? say? Who's on the phone with Ed, Lisa? Dre, well, it's Kia waking up to Ed, Lisa, and Dre giving shouts to all the peeps from around my way. And that sounds cool, and that may be. But where you call it from, Kia, what's it? Well, some think I'm crazy and others kind of strange. But whatever it is, y'all think I'm representing White, white Plains. Plains. White Plains is in the house. White Plains is in the house. My name what's is Jade. I like to hey. play space. My favorite hey. drink is lemonade to Kool-Aid. Hey, ooh, wee, that sounds good. But where you from, Jay? What neighborhood? It's that girl from the land of the kings, Brooklyn, y'all. You know what I mean. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh, God. So, as you can tell, I'm hailing from the land of Brooklyn, recording live. Not really, no. But we're here on our first episode of Getting Grown. So yeah, I'm coming. I'm I'm from Brooklyn. And where are you calling from, Kia? What up, what up, what up, what up? Um, I'm Kia. I'm originally, uh, well, I'm checking in right now from Silver Spring, Maryland and DMV, but by way of White Plains, New York, for many of you uh, may not know what that is. This is a small suburb in Westchester County that's just north of the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? That's where I was from. That's where I'm born. That's where I was raised. Uh, respect my suburban gangster, please and thank you. And it is so gangster. It is. It is so gangster. So, so um, I guess we'll tell you all a little bit about ourselves since this is the very first episode. So you may know me from my other show, Jade and XD. Uh, but a little bit about myself: I am a mother and a wife. I am a chef, um, and I talk a lot of nonsense, but it seems to entertain my friends, so <laughs> I just kind of keep talking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Makes sense. I have recently been, I guess, coined problematic. I have no clue why. Oh, well, who coined you problematic? We'll get to that. Hmm, We're going to get to that. Okay. Well, I mean, before I introduce myself, I just want to say that this is Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Um, this is a podcast for us, by us, us being 
those of us who Oh, are, my niggas in the whole wide world. Come on, Solange. Those of us who are out here, you know, woke up one day and we're just like, oh my God, I don't know when this happened, but I'm like grown and <laughs> like yeah. real grown. Like, you know, you was 22 yeah. years old. You would say I'm grown all the time, but you really didn't have grown folks responsibilities. Um, but now you're out here and you're managing your career and your life and you're trying to answer all your text messages and pay your bills on time and, you know, moisturize the edges and keep your house clean. And, you know, it's just all the responsibility of being, you know, black and beautiful and about your business out here Absolutely. in these uh, streets. So getting grown is, you know, what well, we're going to come and just have community and just try to figure out, you know, how to fold fitted sheets and season up your green beans <laughs> like Big Mama and, you know, navigate your professional trajectories and, you know, reach your goals and start your businesses and do all the things that we have to do out here as 30-somethings in 2017. Absolutely. Um, and I'm Kia, um, also known as Takia Nicole, also known as at nothing but trouble on the interwebs. Yes. Um, I am a, uh, nerd, you know, for all intents and purposes. I type really fast for a living. I work as a research fellow for an educational think tank in, uh, the district of Columbia, also known as D.C., um, so I just do research, like I write papers and I do really fun, um, research that's hopefully impacted educational practice, um, in the field of higher education. So I'm out here making waves, trying to, you know, reach my goals and be somebody. If you want to be somebody, I don't know where that came from, but okay. if you want to go somewhere, <laughs> you better wake up and pay attention. See, that's the kind of stuff that goes on here on getting grown. See, you know, we're learning how to, we have those kinds of outbursts from time to time. Wait, wait. So can you pause, rewind, and like put the humility to the side for a second? Because you introduced yourself wrong. No, I didn't. I said my name was Yes, you did. And I was born in White Plains. I'm 30 something. So first of all, her name is... Doctor, listen, Takia Nicole, listen, listen, aka Takia, aka Kia, aka Nothing But Trouble, aka. All right, let's get this out of the way so we don't have to do this. I, you know, I, I recently earned a PhD in higher education from the University of Maryland College Park. I'm super grateful. Hey. I'm super grateful. It happened just a few months ago. Um, and I'm out here working and meeting my goals. It's something I've always wanted to do. And I'm just blessed the Lord allowed me to reach this goal. But I am not one of those PhDs who, you know, throw the PhD in your face. Because I'm still very much key. I like my chicken wings fry hard. And I wear door knockers and pop my gum. I just happen to be credentialed. Yeah, you. I do. It's, I'm real good at it yeah. too. Most people don't yeah, like it, but that's you know not my business. She doesn't care. I do not. She pops her gums and chews her chips real loud. That's it. <laughs> crunch. The crunch is real. <laughs> crunch. Crunch. You know, you know, it's, you know that crunch with like the crunch like, that makes you want some because everybody be yeah. like, "Ooh, what you got?" I be like, "Girl, chips. You want chips. yes, <laughs> chips." chips. <laughs> Girl kettle chips. chips, kettle chips. Ooh, kettle chips. Anyway, we can homemade. What? Get your life. Oh, I, oh, I love this me is, a kettle chip. All right, let us not digress. Yeah, really welcome. We welcome you to getting grown with Jade and Kia. 
We hope that this is a space and a place that you guys will come and hang out with us, sit around the table, the kitchen table. We'll get to that and talk grown folks business. So we'll introduce each segment and let you know what's going on with us. And hopefully you guys will engage and want to be a part um, and help as we all try to figure out how to get grown together. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Yay, yay. Ice cube? Really, girl? Okay. Okay, so getting grown, we're going to be encouraging and highlighting and featuring all of our fellow sisters and brothers occasionally who are out here doing it for themselves and making waves and just making strides and just being all around amazing. And we're going to do that in our segment that we've so appropriately titled Shout Out to My Sis. My sis is popping right now, like. And for our very, very first shout out, we're going to shout out <clears throat> at Miss Gia of, you know her as at Miss Gia, formerly of MissGia.com. Now she is the proprietor and owner of OwnYourBlackness.com. So everybody say, hey, Gia. Hey, Gia. We're going to shout out Miss Gia because she has just been out here doing it. Own Your Blackness is one of the most successful t-shirt, online t-shirt retailers, um, websites. Does that make sense? Yes. Online (laughs) t-shirt retail websites. There you go, girl. Use your words. All right. So On Your Blackness features t-shirts, mugs, novelty items, and it's really all about um, helping black people uh, celebrate ourselves. It's created not only to celebrate blackness, but to offer others awareness about our culture and how much we really love and dig ourselves. Um, so according to the About Us page, it's uncensored, unapologetic, and real. Own Your Blackness provides apparel and accessories that allow uh, consumers to offer an in-your-face proclamation that we love who we are and we don't mind showing you just how much. Uh, we wanted to feature Miss Gia because she's been out here for a long time, Um just doing big things and own your blackness is no exception. It's been, it was a top grossing company in 2016. And not only is she out here, uh, giving us banging t-shirts, I own several. Um, but she's also sharing the wealth. So she's also, um, in addition to selling her t-shirts, she also, uh, has a manual called start up a shut up, a comprehensive guide to starting your own t-shirt business for $50 or less. Mm. And that's where she gives all the ins and outs of the businesses she's learned. Um, so I just wanted to shout out my sis Gia and say that I'm proud of you girl and just wanted to feature her and hopefully encourage you all to go and check her out and support her and get you a t-shirt because they lit. Yep. I have one that says, don't call me pretty for a black girl. And it's got a black girl with an Afro pop, you know, with big old bubble gum. What did we just talk about? You know, I love my gum. I have a special girl, real good girl, which is Mm -hmm. one of my favorites. I also have a I Ain't For Everybody t-shirt. And I saw a t-shirt on the website earlier that I will definitely be pers- purchasing. It says, um, I, I love naps, but I stay woke. Because the people need to know <laughs> that, you know, I, I'm serious out here. Although I do enjoy a nap, don't you think that I'm sleep all the time? Um, so, yeah, we wanted to... Feature Gia and her T-shirts and hope and encourage you guys um, to check out OwnYourBlackness.com and <clears throat> to celebrate our first episode and the launch of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. 
uh, Ms. Chia is offering a coupon code. So if you go to ownyourblackness.com and order some merchandise, if you mm-hmm. enter the coupon code, Crow, my God! If you enter, <laughs> if you enter the coupon code Grown, that's G R O W N. If you enter the coupon code Grown, you will receive fifteen percent off your purchase. So hey. be sure to head on over uh, on yourblackness dot com and get you a whole bunch of things. Be sure to tell Miss Shea that Jaden Key is sent you. Absolutely, support Black business. It's the only way. It really is the only way. I did. All right. So on Getting Grown, we have a segment that we are going to call Kitchen Table Talk, which is going to discuss all of the things that might necessarily, might, oh Lord, neither one of us can talk today, that (laughs) might not necessarily, right? Please, I need you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That we might not feel comfortable discussing, but it's absolutely necessary, whether that be about bills or whether that be about health issues or... Um, just the things that are necessary throughout life that that happened to us. So for real, absolutely. Like remember when you were younger, and if your parents or your mom had like some serious business to conduct, mm-hmm. whether it be paying the bills or sitting down to tell you that she was on punishment, or um, you know <laughs> delivering some news of some sort, we would always gather around the kitchen table and have talk. Shout out to the sirens. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, um, Brooklyn keeps it classy. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure I'll have a one in a, in a few minutes. But yeah, we'll all sit around the kitchen table and have grown folks uh, talk um, about you know different things. So we'll talk about life. We'll talk about career. We'll talk about relationships. You know, all the things that we sit around the kitchen table and talk about. So this week, kitchen table talk. Um, We'll be talking this. I mean, what is happening today? I'm sorry. It's like well, this, this might be a good place for us to say. Okay, so Jade is in Brooklyn, and I'm in the DMV. Um, we're recording this podcast remotely. So while Jade, you know, Jade in her house, I'm in my house. We're looking at each other on Facetime, and we're recording mm-hmm. using a website, um, which yeah adds to the nuance and appeal of our show. So sometimes you'll hear, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yes. You'll hear sirens. But fun fact, it just, it it really, the whole show kind of came from the fact that Kia and I were really good friends um, and we will just FaceTime one another and kind of just catch up. All the time. Yeah. So we turned it into this. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. We were encouraged to turn it into this, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Right. Right. Another time. Okay. All right. But around um, the kitchen table today. Around the kitchen table today, we're going to talk about, you know, something that is specific to being a woman and being a black woman, especially um, Mm -hmm. different spaces we have to navigate, whether it be work or friendships, you know, you know, personal relationships, professional relationships. Um, There's a lot to, you know, we show up as black women and there are a lot of, unfortunately, different generalizations and stereotypes that come with that. So when we come into the room as a black woman, if we, you know, approach a situation a certain kind of way, if we have too much bass in our voice, if, you know, we roll our neck, if we're passionate or emphatic about something, it can often be perceived as, you know, um, aggressive or, mm-hmm. um, you know, taken in a way that is not intended. Um, 
So a lot of times we have to negotiate that in the different spaces that we find ourselves in. So I was wondering, I was, I was thinking about um, being liked mm-hmm. uh, and how important it is, how important is being liked to you? Is being liked a priority for you? Being and does it matter based on the situation? Um, and how much? I mean, when you enter a, a new situation, a new environment, um, is it something that you think about? How has being liked or the desire to be liked or not having the desire to be liked influenced your life Do you have, um, in any way? Um, <clears throat> I. You know what I think. You know, like the niggas like to say, there's levels to this shit. So, oh, you know, I think that that the 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 care or the level of how much I need to be liked in a certain situation varies upon who I'm dealing with. When it comes to my loved ones, my friends, my family, um, obviously, I'm a very uh, with anybody actually, strangers, work, you know, coworkers, whatever. I'm a very honest person. But when it comes to your loved ones, you don't ever want to say or do anything that's going to intentionally hurt them. So you're very careful about how you speak to them. Um, And that's not, I guess, a desire to be liked more so as it is just trying to be sensitive to those who you care about, maybe. But when it comes to like the workplace, I want to be a pleasant person. You know, I'd like to be known as a pleasant person, but I am also not going to be a pushover. So if me being assertive to get my job done is is what's necessary and you don't like me for how I have to deal with you, I, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the workplace, like I don't want to be a disliked person, uh, but I, that's, you know, I have to do my job. And when it comes to dealing with certain personalities, I, I just don't have time for the bullshit. Right. I know for me, um, I can be honest and, and say that at one point in my life, being liked was very important to me. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, in high school, in college, it was important to me, um, you know, to make sure that I wasn't offending people or, um, you know, just I just wanted to be liked. I don't... <laughs> And I'm sure that I'm not articulating this as, as best as I, I probably could, but I, I know, I said that to say, like, I, I now see, like, perspective and age has taught me and shown me um, that, like you said, there are levels and um, to being liked. And there are things that, you know, I'm not willing to compromise anymore. Exactly. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> Especially in professional um, situations, um, I think that women are socialized to be um, timid and to be, you know, amenable and friendly and to not ruffle any feathers or rock the boat um, mm-hmm. and wait, you know, not necessarily to pursue opportunities, but to wait until opportunities present themselves, um, you know, in certain fields, I want to say for all, but I know I can say in certain instances I have felt where like, it's been expected of me to not say something or to just go along to get along. Um, but now I feel like, um, 
I have a certain level of agency. Like there's a certain level, like I, I make it a priority. I I take certain responsibilities for myself in mm-hmm. professional spaces that I know that I hadn't taken, um, you know, before reaching this age. Um, and I'm sure that that comes through experience because, you know, I watched people, I, 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 I got passed over, you know what I'm saying? Like closed mm-hmm. mouth didn't get fed because I, you know, I didn't speak up and say what I wanted um, and somebody else did and they got the the opportunity and I didn't. So those Mm -hmm. kinds of things taught me um, where, you know, being liked is not necessary or it's not something, you know, doesn't always have to be priority, especially in professional instances. It's like, you don't have to be rude. You can be courteous. You can be, um, amicable you can be right. friend, friendly um right but you know not to the extent where you just sitting there and letting people run over you or not speaking up for yourself so i mean it just right. it just kind of i thought it would be something cool to talk about here um because somebody might be navigating you know a situation at work where they're worried about offending their boss or turning their boss Absolutely. off or turning their coworkers off or saying something that their boyfriend might not like. So I don't know. Um, Cause the problem is the problem. Well, the thing about it is the challenge, the challenging <laughs> thing should I say is you deal with so many different personalities in the workplace, right? You've got the passive aggressives, you've got the sneaky ones You've got the nice ones, you've got the overbearing ones, you've got the egotistical one. Like there's so many different personalities that you have to navigate through in a professional setting. And I think that's where having a hold on yourself, like you were saying earlier, really helps because it helps you to deal with people pretty pretty much the same across the board. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to shift a little depending upon the personality. I know when it comes to passive aggressive people, I have to be slightly more aggressive and let them know, hey, by the way, I know you're being passive aggressive mm-hmm. right now and it's pissing me off. So mm-hmm. stop. Like, right. you know, and those moments I'm going to speak up and be like, cut the bullshit, please. And just like, talk to me straight. I don't have time for it. Right. Um, but I try to be pleasant for the most part without, like you said, letting anybody run run over me in the workplace. Yeah. I think it's all about being adaptable and being mm-hmm. comfortable so comfortable in yourself that you can be flexible. Cause I think right. a lot of times, you know, I've been in places where I've been insecure about my performance, insecure mm-hmm. about, you know, whether or not I am qualified to be where I am or, you know, comparing myself to other people. I'm just being honest. I know everyone is, you know, out here like always been on, but right. <laughs> I'm real, I'm real transparent about my journey. Um, I know that there are times where I have been in the room and, you know, wondered whether or not I should open my mouth. Um, And that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Just be authentic to you yourself and true to who you are and be secure enough in yourself to, to, you know, say that. Um, Right. You know, I think being liked is, you know, a condition of being liked by others is first liking yourself. Right. Um, and that's something that before you can, you know, 
Like that's that's the first order of business, at least as far as I'm concerned. Like you have to come to a place where you're like, I'm secure with where I am. Not mm-hmm. saying that I'm perfect or I have arrived, but here I am in this situation. I'm going to, you know, I, my goals here are to do A, B, C, and D, and I'm going to work mm-hmm. toward those goals. And, you know, navigating your time within that situation accordingly. Um, right. So, yeah, I think, you know, I don't know. I think in terms of where we are in life, coming, I mean, we we bring different experiences to. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Yeah, I think I agree, I agree with you to piggyback off of that. Like we are navi- we are figuring it out from different angles. And I think like your experience where you're able to say, yeah, there was a time when I did care what people thought. And so it it caused me to kind of pull myself back. Mm-hmm. That's not really been my issue. My issue has always been my mouth. Mm. <laughs> and um, that wasn't really like, the best situation when I was dealing with maybe very egotistical men in the workplace or what have you. And I had to learn where to kind of scale that back a little bit and balance it by not being a complete bitch. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and trying to be a little bit more pleasant, but at the same time, you know, like, don't, don't, don't bullshit me. Either. Right. Like, you know what it is. But yeah, I've kind of had to pull that, I guess, that attitude back. Not really the angry black woman, but it's like, I don't really have time for whatever you have going on in your personal life. If it's going to infiltrate how you deal with me, like, I don't I don't really have time for that. So learning how to be a little bit more, I don't want to, because I don't stroke egos. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it, but you know what I mean. Um... You know what I'm trying to say. Like, just learning how to kind of finesse that like so you get more you get more bees with honey, honey. than vinegar right? right so learning how to put a little bit more honey on it <laughs> i think yeah I say? for me in instances where i've I found myself in those situations you have i think it's also like um a security thing because you know you get defensive mm-hmm. when you feel like somebody's coming for you but if you're right. secure enough in your station and where you are then you know that that doesn't matter and you know like me for me it's come it's come to a point where I'm now able to assess like perspective will teach you like in this situation you're coming from me is it from a place of like I'm not threatened you know what I'm saying like right if you're not a threat to me even your aggress aggression toward me is not gonna take me off my game because you you know this this particular situation doesn't influence me, you know, right. beyond, you know, your emotions. So like you exactly. don't really have the weight or the clout to change anything. So your feelings are of no consequence. So would I really waste my time and my emotion and my energy going back and forth with you when, you know, it's of no effect? Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, we can even parlay this into a conversation about, relation or dudes you know or like um (laughs) so like let me spin it that way so has there been a point a a point in your life when being liked by men like you you found yourself conscious of your behavior 
as it related to wanting to be liked by men or people, you know, whoever you're attracted to? Um, yeah, actually, if I'm going to be completely honest and transparent now, when it, when it's come to, to men in the past there, there's definitely been more of that. Yeah. Um, I was engaged once upon a time to another person. I told you all, I am now happily married with a three and a half year old, but there was another lifetime <laughs> where I was engaged to this human being. And, um, Come on. <laughs> See, that's a progress. Those of you who don't know, like she always refers to him as a homo sapien. So we thank God for growth out this beef. So yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a time in my life where I was engaged to this nigga, and, um, <laughs> and you know there were certain things about me that he wanted he wanted to change. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a real like workout buff nigga. Like he was always in the gym lifting right. so much all the time, and I have always enjoyed I enjoy exercising um I've kind of fallen off my game but back in the day I was I like to run I was you know I've, I've always been pretty athletic I ran track but you know I was in my 20s and not really worried about that at the time <laughs> and he was like I want you, yeah I need you to lose weight and it's mm. like huh okay and then I remember I cut my hair for a certain point and he didn't like that and there were just like so many little things that he he started not to care for and it it made me feel very self-conscious and it got me to a point because when we first got into our relationship I was a very secure person. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any issues. Like that that insecurity had never been my back. And um then as he was a very insecure person and that's when I realized as I got older and I learned more okay, I see what you're doing here, but when you're young you're not you don't know these these psychological games right. that these niggas are playing, right? right? So we got to a point where it, the, it flip-flopped completely and he's appearing to be this very secure person and he's nitpicking at me about all the things that he doesn't like or he wants me to change. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel very self-conscious and it made me very, you know, like it made me feel it, it made myself my self-esteem was low. And it was like, all right, you know, well, now I got to lose weight. Well, now, like, I got to grow my hair back out. He doesn't like my hair like this, or I have to make sure that I straighten my hair because he likes it better this way. And as I got older, that's when I had to, like, I had to cut ties with that. I was like, okay, I'm not happy right now. Like, I'm not in a place where I'm satisfied or I'm happy with anything that's going on. And that's what I'm getting ready to focus on. And as soon as I switched that mentality up and I started doing things that made me happy and didn't feel no kind of way about it. Right. That kind of energy came out. And that's when I became more attractive to to him. Because at that point now he realizes, oh, I don't have this power, but there's something about her that I'm very attracted to. A sense of self is always very attractive. Mm. But it took some time for me to get there. And then that's how I ended up getting, you know, my husband who I have now because I've always been myself with him and I never, ever had those issues. But growing up and being in my early 20s, I did have to go through that to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I don't care anymore. And I'm I'm always going to be myself. And if you can't accept who that is, then you ain't the person for me. You don't need to be around me, whether that be friend, romantic, whatever. Right. It made me... um... 
Yeah, I mean, it just put me in the mind of like, you know, the sense of security and the sense of self that you had to come to um, within your relationships made me think of like people who, you know, come to that, you know, later in life or are still in that process and then have to come against, you know, people who have platforms who send messages that are not necessarily healthy. So I'm thinking specifically Mm. about Tyrese and his his semi-recent comments on the Instagram. Now, Tyrese is now a happily married man. Um, So I thought that that was going to deliver us all from his... um, Diary of the mouth. Yeah, like his ignorance. Like the things, his youth, completely useless, unfounded, unnecessary commentary on the internet. But alas, we still have to contend (laughs) with his personal brand of bull swanky. (laughs) Um, So um, for those of you who don't know, Tyrese went on a rant um, about how he was tired of women with the lace fronts and the fake nails and the fake butts. And he had to throw in his little public service announcement about how you never really going to attract a real nigga when you bring in all this fraudulent blah, 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 you know. So I don't know, like it just it just makes me wonder, like, you know, to your point of your former um, fiance coming at you with his, you know, mm-hmm. his insecurity being the source of him coming at you with with um the things that he didn't like, and then you in turn feeling like you needed to change to be liked by him. Like it just like uh, it's gross. Like <laughs> like I mean, it just really puts a bad taste in my mouth, Same. and I think that's and it and it. It really, I, it caught, like, I just wonder if people like Tyrese who have these platforms and say such foolish things have any concept of, you know, the responsibility of their platform. And although it is his opinion and I suppose he's entitled to it, um, as someone who is a public figure, I mean, I guess, <laughs> um, I wonder, you know, if he's given any thought to how his very abrasive, um, the very abrasive tone of his, of his comments, how that was perceived by a little girl who just wants somebody to see her, you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, even a 20 something year old who just out here trying to get chose when you competing in a world of, you know, Instagram likes and DM marriage proposals and all that. The thing is, nothing Tyrese says is of any substance, honestly. (laughs) Not a single solitary thing. We know that, but I just wonder if everybody knows that. I mean, I hope everybody knows that, but you know. I feel like the word has spread, maybe not far (laughs) enough. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the hood rats don't have internet. I'm sure they do. How else they get their fashion over? That's true. You're right. You know what? That's how no they get shade. their fashion over. Because I do there. have a pair of jeans that I do enjoy. But go ahead. Fashion over. If you want to sponsor, she more than welcome. Listen, that so- high-waisted <laughs> jean is a blessing. It's for the girls with the tail. But go ahead. I digress. Such as myself. Such as myself. <laughs> so, if you team wagging, all right? Leave like, something in the 
comments if you team wagon, you're dragging a little wagon behind. <laughs> yeah, fashion over. That's all. The internet is where the girls also get their Instagram quotes. So I, I totally forgot about that. Indeed. But you know, if they're really hanging on to every word that Tyrese says, there's other there's other issues in their life that they need to address. <laughs> but Tyrese, I just for the ladies who are listening now, for the everybody who is listening now. Don't listen to anything Tyrese <laughs> says. It's all bullshit. <laughs> it's forever going to be awful. He had that last um, post about his white queen. Is and she white? Like, I mean, that's what he said. No way. I don't know, nor do I care. Let me ask the Google machine. Like, you know, Wait, he's like, oh. no way, no way. It's like, and I know people feel a way. You know, because my wife is white, she's but not white. actually, do we, do we care though? But do we, I don't care if she's green. Like, I don't really care about anything you have going on, Tyrese. Outside of Baby Boy, one of the greatest, most awful hood movies of all time. I thoroughly enjoy Baby Boy. Outside of that, I don't want to hear from Tyrese. I don't want to hear a Coke commercial and I don't oh. want to hear an Instagram quote. Do, 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 do. <laughs> With hella bray piercing. La, da, 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 da. Oh, What'd you find? Coca Cola. Yeah. Um, did I really just sing that whole thing? If y'all ain't no Kia, can blow. <sighs> okay. She generally only sings for the Lord, though. Listen, I'm not an artist. I'm an alto. Um. <laughs> um. I don't think. I don't, she don't look, she doesn't look white. <laughs> I mean, I know she's tanned and she has greenish eyes. That doesn't necessarily denote that she's. No, nah, my mom has green eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said she's white. Did he really? Yeah. Something, something to that effect. She was the Miss Latin UGA. Okay. So she's. Oh, Latin days, oh my days. Why would you call your wife white then? Did he really use those words? Where's the damp? Apparently she is a social worker <laughs> and um, <laughs> she had a hefty salary. Now, hefty, that is a very relative term because I don't know too, let me shut up. Um, she said she got her master's <laughs> in social work from the University of Georgia and she graduated from school with a degree in psychology in 2012. Um, does that mean that her BA is in psychology? What is this website? First of all, <laughs> I don't even know if I if this is credible information that I'm reading. But okay, no, meet Tyrese Gibson's Black Queen. <laughs> it says Black. She's Black, sis. Oh, here we go. Okay. His black queen. When we fell for each other, it wasn't falling at all. It was walking into a house and suddenly knowing you are home. Hashtag my wife, my life. Now, guys, go ahead. Be yourself. We will be in the bed. Cuddles, loves, and hugs. And I'm sure you're going to see to it that we're entertained. Let's start by arguing that she's a white girl. Yeah, that's a good start. Get it all out your system. Say whatever you want. Say whatever it is you want. She refers to herself as Latin American. We good over here. The Gibson. She got her masters. And I own my masters. Voltron Records chairman. <laughs> I'm drained. I'm drained. I'm drained. That was the life draining. The life force draining from my body. She Listen. So. So. 
Do you know how many yeah. convicted felons have their masters? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> that wasn't necessary. I don't know. I just we just really did a whole internet search in the middle of the pot. I'm sorry. But um her name is Samantha Schwalenberg. <laughs> well, her name was Samantha Schwalenberg. That's interesting. Listen here. I don't too much care either way. She's got her master's That's degree in really social work. Line. Apparently, she's also a licensed bartender and mixologist. But same How did we get all the way there from being liked? In any case, I don't really. In know. any case, nobody cares what Tyrese has to say. <laughs> and you know, at this point in your life, if we're gonna wrap this up, at any at this point in your life, you know, it's not really about being liked. You know, it's more so about being respected and making sure that you have your morals and you have your values and you stick to those in whatever setting it is. And then from there, you navigate based off of the personalities that you have to deal with. But always stay true to yourself. If we're gonna be cliche, that's it. Yeah. You wrapped that up real nicely, sis. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was it for Kitchen Table Talk this week. Thanks for playing. So, you know, it's not easy being African-American or black or a woman or just a person these days. You know, it's hard out here in the <laughs> streets in 2017. We have to contend with so much um, and there are things that I feel, we feel, that you should do to take special care of yourself in these last and evil days. Perilous, perilous <laughs> times we're living in, perilous times. So um, we have a segment that we call Black Women Self-Care, also known as I Deserve. In the words? Yes. Mama D. I deserve, I deserve to be loved. <laughs> So, <laughs> I deserve <laughs> um, in Black Women Self Care, we're going to share the things that we do, um, you know, little things or not so little things that we do specifically to take care of ourselves as Black women in um, these streets. So, I'm going to let you go first, sis, or do you want me? You go first, actually. All right, then. I'm actually ready, so it's nothing. <laughs> um, and I deserve, I actually, today, actually, I intentionally unplugged. Like, when I tell you that I did not watch television, I um, did not tweet. I did not post a snap. I didn't look at a snap. I didn't look at Instagram. I didn't look at Facebook. I turned off the notifications on my phone because I just felt like I was overwhelmed. Um, And I found yesterday, you know, yesterday I felt really heavy. I'm dealing with some things in my personal life. Um, and it's just been a lot for me to remain focused on keeping the right perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. and I found yesterday that I would be doing okay. And then I would read a tweet and somebody would say something stupid and it would send me to another place or Mm -hmm. I would, um, you know, anything, see someone, looking really snatched or have a set of abs on Instagram and then I will be in my feelings. So, so I really felt like I needed to focus on 
myself and my work and things that I needed to do today. So I woke up when I opened my eyes this morning. I said that I was going to focus on myself and hearing from God and just focusing in on being productive today. And I wasn't going to be distracted by anything outside. So in Black Women's Self-Care, I unplugged and I have to say that I had a really productive day. Like I was at work just moving and grooving um, through my to-do list and I came home. I went to the gym. <laughs> Look at me. It's like the third time this week because I deserve health care. I deserve to be healthy. Third time. You know what I'm saying? Third time this week. Check me out. I'm out here yes. in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Because the summertime is upon us. And I would like to be in a crop top before I'm not able to do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a certain cutoff as far as age-wise, at least for me. So I, I only yeah, have a, the, the time clock on me dressing like a thought is running down. <laughs> so I've got to, you know, I've got to get these last few <laughs> You know, like this last couple, these last couple of rounds in before it's all over. Yeah. So I know yeah. that I need to be in compliance. But yeah, in Black Women Self Care today, I unplugged. I'm so glad that I did it. I might do it tomorrow. Listen, you know what? You're not going to do it all the time, but when you do it, you feel so refreshed. Indeed. So I'm not mad at that. Well, in my Black Women Self Care, um, I did something that I didn't want to do, and then I felt good. Mm -hmm. So I told you guys that I used to be a runner. I used to enjoy running. I ran track, um, and then I stopped running. And when you stop and you get out of shape, it is very hard to start back up. What events did you um, run in track? The 4 by one four by 2 You see, I had a very brief... I don't like to say that I ran track, because when I tell you that I had a brief brief stint in, on the track and field team like it wasn't it's not even a thing but I did do it only because I wanted to lose weight for prom and I felt like that was a way for me to have a structured exercise in my life but I said that to say I also ran the four by one and the one in the 200 but please please continue with your story I'm the sorry one, to interrupt yes, the you. one in the 200 mm -hmm. I was a sprinter yes, I was indeed. not an endurance oh no I don't, I don't go the distance but I'm fast like a mug <laughs> let me tell you these short legs carried Move. but anyway so so um so when we so I recently was out in LA and I've been saying, you know, for the longest that I want to get back into working out. I enjoy yoga. When I start to work out, I feel really good. But it's so hard starting up and like getting into a routine because you'd be tired at the end of the day. You don't really want to do it. And then, you know, you know, it's going to make you feel better. Nobody's ever walked away from a workout and said, well, damn, I regret doing that. You know what I'm Sometimes saying? So I have. I have to be honest. <laughs> I've never said, whoo, that was a great one. Why you got to be so contrary? I'm sorry. I've just never said it. I'd be like, oh, thank God I didn't die. But that's, go ahead. Yeah, but you don't regret it, though. Like, mm. you don't regret the word do it. Mm. I I'm regret that I have to. I wish that my metabolism was such that I could eat chicken wings and french fries and still, you know, bring all the boys to the yard. But the way that my, you know, metabolism is set up, I can't have I no carbohydrates. I've never known that life. Mm. I've been a size. I've, last time I was size four, I was four. So I've never been a size anyway. Four. I always had a one in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Sure did, girl. I'm not lying. I sell. Like, you remember when... This is a, a tangent. I'm sorry. But um, I always have admired the girls. Because I'm, I'm also a woman of a particular height. So... Yes, you are. I've never been... Like, I had my growth spurt in high school. I, like, ninth grade. The summer between ninth and tenth grade, I grew, like, six inches. And... Damn. I remember specifically going from like a 12, 14, 16 and like the little girls. Mm-hmm. I sell straight into an eight. Like <laughs> there was no twos and fours and sixes. I didn't know there was a size zero until I got to college and I met people who were a size zero. When I tell you, I was astounded. I had never in my life. I was like, what? What do you mean? Zero is a not zip- a size. That's nothing. It's not a size at all. Like the, but it, it represents nothing. nothing. <laughs> like, like it was, it didn't, so I couldn't. And that's no shade to my petite <laughs> sisters. Listen, Wait, I'm not me, shady. Let me tell you a shady story real quick. Oh God. So I have cousin who's a size zero right she's always been super little like she can't help it her metabolism is crazy and she's just so little she's so little that she can wear little girl's panties oh so we went to target one day i'm so sorry well, she was like, is that a sad thing maybe i shouldn't say oh but that seems that would like, traumatize me i don't know we went to target one day and she was like Pay for these for me. She was like, just buy these. I was like, why? You can't get no sexy panties in the little kids section. That means she's wearing cotton drawers. Sexy panties were made for a woman of a very particular size, and it ain't little, and it ain't. When I say sexy, sexy for me is like (laughs) non-cotton. So anything that's not like a traditional Hanes her way cotton brief is a sexy penny as far as I'm concerned. Because that's real. Because that's just how my mind works. That's real. Um thongs are not functional. I mean, listen, we don't have to go there, but I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so this is like that news that that news clip where Can you say hi? where I know uh <laughs> Hi, Noah. Hi. How are you? I can't hear her. Okay. Hold on. Oh Hi. Hi, Noah. Can you hear me now? Wait, I can't hear you. Hi. Hi, Noah. Hi. What you doing? Ah. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Ah, I came out the door. I see. So, yeah, it's like that news That's clip where, that, where the kids come into the room and the man's trying to conduct a conference. <laughs> And the mother comes in and like drags the kid out. <laughs> That's my life right now. It's okay. Oh, we've just been talking all over the map. Why don't you just okay? Let's get back on task. What have you done right. in Black women self care, sis? Like, okay, my Black women self care. So told you, didn't really want to work out, right? Mm-hmm. We were in LA, and my husband was like, "Why don't you come with me to the um to the hotel gym?" So I'm, you know, I really want to just lay in the bed, honestly, and enjoy the fact that I don't have to get up right in that very moment. But something was like, you know what? Get up. You did not come all the way to a completely different coast to lay in a hotel room. Like, get up and go enjoy the view or whatever. So I went up. I worked out. When I was done, I felt good. So the next day he was like, let's go for a run. I found a juice spot that's two and a half miles away. And we can just kind of just see things as we as we go on our route. So I was like, 
I really didn't want to go running for two and a half miles <laughs> and really five miles round trip. But again, I'm in a different city. You know, I've been saying that I want to work out. I have no excuse as to why I said no. So we got up and we did the run and it was a really nice run. We we ran by uh, MacArthur Park, which is the park where Jazzy Jeff told Fresh Prince don't go on the episode where where <laughs> the episode where look at this, look at this well, nigga trivia. I know, okay. always the tension, <laughs> always the tensions. <laughs> All right, anyway, ran by MacArthur Park. You know, saw the swap meet, like ran by <laughs> all the like Korean a, town. Like a land, you make sure you stop by the swap meet. Right. Wait, and, and apparently MacArthur Park is also the park where Carly Red got fake proposed to by Life Jennings. Can you please continue on with the story, please? I've had enough of your useless nigga trivia. <laughs> so my black woman self-care was that I got up. And I worked out. You went running like Forrest Gump. I'm sorry. <laughs> you went running. I was running. <laughs> I'm going to watch Forrest Gump. That's going to be my black woman's self care next week. Watch your Forrest Gump. And I was, was running. running. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's enough. Okay, that's enough of this segment. We have taken up too, so much of your life. We apologize. Let's move on. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. Mm-mm-mm. Petty peeves. Petty, petty peeves. Oh, you want to do it at like one Petty, minute. petty. Petty, petty. You guys are petty on me. Petty peeves. Petty, petty. Petty peeves. This is the segment in which we discuss all things petty that get on our nerves, that make us itch, that make us go off, that grinds our gears. So it's just like our uh, unique take on the pet peeve because, but because we are so petty, petty peeves is appropriate. Yes. Indeed. So what is your petty peeve this week? This. Okay. Here's my petty peeve. When I order food for delivery, okay, (laughs) my expectation is that the delivery person is going to knock on my door. I have had in in recent, um, like this has not happened to me, like it's just happened recently. Like before now, it wasn't happening, but I've ordered from Postmates or... Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when I order from Seamless or Grubhub, like the person always comes to the door. That's why you put your apartment number and the information, exactly. you know, they ring your doorbell. Um, same for Postman, same for Uber Eats. Same, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all, you put all of your address in the, you know, in your information. But like the last two or three times I've ordered from, um, I believe it was Postmates, the delivery person will call me and be like, I'm downstairs. And I'd be like, well, come on up. Like, what you want? Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm paying a delivery fee so that you can deliver. Like, 
Right. I don't understand. I'm not understanding. It's like, well, I don't have no place to park. Well, find a parking space. This is what I'm saying. I'm actually paying a delivery fee. Like if, like there's a, del- in Postmates, there's a delivery fee, $3.99, $4.99. Yes. Like I'm paying if I wanted to come to downstairs, downstairs, you know what I'm saying? If I can, if I wanted to walk downstairs and get the food, I would have walked downstairs to my car and went to go get the food myself. The purpose of me ordering <laughs> delivery to my home is so that you can deliver the food to my home. Like to my door. My apartment is a part of my address. Like it's not just a building. Like come to the apartment, ring my doorbell. I'm coming to the door. Like yeah, don't call. Don't don't call and tell me you downstairs like you the plug. Like, like what are you do saying? That. Come to my door. Like, I'm downstairs. Then. All right. Well, I'll be up here till you get up here. God bless you. <laughs> uh, right. I'm sorry. And don't but, dare cancel my order either, because then we're gonna have a real problem. You dare not come between me and my chicken wings. I promise it's gonna be some slow singing and flower bringing. I promise. Like, I just. I just <laughs> I will promise you this. I promise, baby. I promise. Like Jagged Edge, you better get your life. Um, but yeah, that's my petty peeve. Deliver, delivery, de- delivery suggests that you're going to deliver. Okay. Not that I have to come and pick it up from anywhere. Follow through. That's it. Follow through. Amen. So I'm going to piggyback off of that. Um, and we're going to go right on over to Uber, Lyft, whatever you use. Drivers, cabs, driver, not picking you up or dropping you off at the destination in which you put in the address field. Do not call me and tell me you are on the corner mm-hmm. and to come meet you at the corner. That's good. I put an address so you can pull up in Absolutely. front of the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's happened. When to I me was in mm-hmm. when I was in LA. We're, so it was the marathon, so traffic was going to be bad. I knew that getting into this cab. And guess what? I decided that I was going to pay for this cab to sit in this traffic. So we got about a quarter of a mile away from the destination. And the, the driver turns around and tells us, well, you should probably just get out here and walk the rest of the way because it's going to take me nine minutes in traffic to get there. Well, then we should all be sitting in this car for the next nine minutes then. What does that have to do with me? Here's so you want me to get out? To save you a coin, though. No, he wasn't. He was a weirdo, mm-hmm. first of all. And you're basically telling me you want me to get out and walk another 14 minutes as opposed to being in this car for another nine. That's what true. are you doing? That's true. What are you doing? That's true. What are you, you're not saving me any time whatsoever. Oh. You're saving me... There goes Brooklyn again. That's fine. Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. This is like yeah, never just gonna really happen to us before. No, not like this. The black is hot. I'm not gonna talk about your lighter neither, but God bless. What? Mm-hmm. Who? Mm-hmm. What is that? That is part of the back I outside don't noise. Have time for these lies you're telling. Portia lies. Mm. Hashtag Portia lies. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, that's my petty peeve. Drop me off where I put in and pick me up where I put in. Yes, I was. It's that simple. This summer, I was had a lift pick me up from work, and the man. I was literally standing under the number, like you know, the address was like one two three Alpine Street. 
I was literally standing under the one, two, three. Like I was standing underneath <laughs> it. And the man was like, I'm yeah. here. I'm like, no, so you are not. Like, you're not yes, here because I'm here. What are you saying? But yes. The corner is not here. The corner is the corner. And tell me you're going to be <laughs> here in another 15 seconds. Ask, tell me you can see me and I'll see you shortly. Or like, I'm on my like, don't say you're here. And don't like park and be like, he was like, I'm here. You're not here. I'm here. No. Um, I had a driver lie and tell me there was construction. He couldn't get on my street one time. Sir, that is a lie because I'm standing outside and I'm looking at the very clear street as the cars whisk by (laughs) coming from the other direction. Yeah. You just did not feel, oh, that was a whole fiasco. I threatened to mace him and everything. Mm. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Those are our petty Those are our petty peeves. (laughs) So yes, share with us your petty peeves. Um, yes so that and then maybe one day or maybe one episode when we don't have one we can read yours or we can just share yours if yours is like super funny or like really hits the nail on the head um and absolutely we share the same petty peeves so yeah let us know what your petty peeves are and we can all be out here petty together can't wait to hear from you so that was the first episode of getting grown with jade and kia that's Jade. I'm Kia. And we are so happy that you stuck it out with us. Um, we thank you for your patience. I, Jade is not, but Kia is new to this. And I'm really hopeful that this could be a good time for us all. I had a lot of fun. So hopefully y'all ain't hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's really I just hope y'all hopefully didn't you didn't hate it. it. Hopefully y'all didn't hate it. And hopefully you know. y'all come back and listen to us again next week. Um, Please interact with us. We have very active, well, we hope to have a very active and engaging social media presence. Absolutely. Putting this particular voice on, but um, yes, we hope to have a very active and engaging (laughs) social media uh, presence and community. So please tweet us, send us stuff. Don't be shady. Um, I guess that's no. what I expected. Your no your comments and your um your comments are welcome. Your shade is not. I guess you can do with that what you <laughs> must. But I just felt like I needed to put that out there in the tw- in the atmosphere. All right. I love you guys, but don't yeah. push me. <laughs> this is just a, don't push me. This is a um this is just basically a comfortable place for women women of color. Um, to come and sit and talk. And of course, our fellows are always welcome too. Um, and just kind of figure out how we can all get grown together because it is a struggle out here and we understand. So, so, so this hard. is just from our different perspectives. And we hope that it's relatable and, 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 and you guys engage with us. We can't wait to hear from you. Indeed. Because, you know, I'm literally just now learning how to be an adult. Like I've been an adult for a long time, but I'm learning how to be an adult for real. I'm not that good at it but i'm hoping that we can all figure it out together yeah and i'm responsible for another human being and that in itself is um scary as horrifying horrifying (laughs) horrifying the ultimate horror movie but you know is being responsible for another human being it's a beautiful awful thing guys so (laughs) you know i'm trying to figure out how to how to navigate in that space so we just hope that um we can, this is all encompassing and we can all figure out how to navigate together and learn how to adult for real. For real, for real. So yeah, y'all be good. Y'all remember to drink your water and uh, mind your business. 
and uh, stay moisturized because your black will definitely crack if it's dry. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>